you looking for the spot to kick back, relax, and talk all things Southern Miss? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Everyday Eagles podcast, the podcast for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Everyday Eagle Podcast. We're excited to do a Where Are They Now? And I'm laughing at Lane because I think he just choked on whatever he's drinking. So that's what that was for. I blame Lane. But let me go ahead and bring, bring him in make sure he's okay. Lane, are you there? Dude, that was the worst timing ever. Because, like, the minute Chuck started talking, I took a swallow of a drink, and it, like, went down the wrong way. And, yeah, I started coughing my head off. So thanks for letting the listeners know, Chuck. Yeah, you're welcome. Because I started laughing. I had to explain. I had some explaining. What's to up, man? How you doing? Man, I'm trying to recover from Disney. I don't know about y'all, but good Lord, Pate goes like 18 times a year, and I've been one time in the last three years, and I'm exhausted. Pate, uh, while you were in Disney, Pate and I went to the happiest place on earth. You did. Ourselves. You did. Pete Taylor Park, but it wasn't very happy that day because it was the Sunday game where we lost. Yeah, it didn't happen. Disney was fun, though. We walked like 53 miles in four days. We're going going with Mason soon. I think spring break. Well, let me know. uh, I'll get you the front of the line. Yeah, I need you to let me know what – give me the the tools and trade there, what you do, tools of the trade. Well, Lane, I saw – I Maybe I should train. ask Pate. I was just say Pate's more of a Disney expert than I Pate am. Pate is a Disney expert. I need to talk yeah. to both of y'all. Right. By the way, don't tell Mace because I think we're surprising him, which is pretty unfortunate. I said that on the air. I don't think he's going to listen to this episode. Though. He's so. Is he feeling better? Yeah, he's better. We had to miss a game yesterday. So he was feeling cruddy, and he missed school today, but he'll be back tomorrow. We went to the doctor, and... They tested him for all the thing, you know, the big three, the strip, COVID, and flu, flu, and everything was negative. So he had something, but wasn't the big three. So he had the he's COVID on medicine. 20. Yeah, we were watching. We watched the game on TV to, last night, and he, you know, he stayed home today. He'll go back to school tomorrow. Well, good, good. Well, uh, we've got a. Where are they now tonight? Are you excited, Lane? I am. We hadn't had one since Sandlin. Sandlin, Sandlin? I think, was the last event. Yeah, that, that was, was a good one. We haven't done a softball one, though, since... It was... Was, was it Chanel? Last year, yeah. Or Chanel. Samantha Papp. It was Chanel yeah. was the last one. Papp was I think was Chanel earlier. Thurman. Yeah, yeah, Papp was earlier. Yeah. And then Courtney Ramos. We've had Courtney Ramos on, yeah. too. Can't forget about her. So no pressure to our guests tonight, but they did fantastically. <laughs> they did fantastic. So people are pretty much expecting gold every time a softball player comes on. <laughs> saying. Well, I have to say that this one is probably one of my top three favorite Southern Miss softball players ever. Chuck says that every time he comes on the air. That McKenzie. is not I'm true. Sorry. Go listen. Go listen to him. That's, That's not true. true. <laughs> That's not true. Pete, don't do those little sound bites on me. But uh, we want to introduce Miss McKenzie Share. What's up, Mac? What is up? What is up? You know, I was uh, talking about expecting gold, but if you went to Southern Miss, then you should be expecting gold all the time, right? That's right. There you go. Look at her coming at you. Coming at you. Know. you. There you go. <laughs> That's Mackenzie, funny. glad to have you on the show. This is going to be a good time. Thank you very much. Time. It is it is uh, hard following up all those names that you mentioned. Those are uh, that's pretty 
pretty good group to be in. So um, I appreciate y'all having me. Absolutely. We're excited to have you. Well, uh, Mac, I'll, I'll start us off with the questions. Uh, we'll just dive right in. Uh, the first question is, you know, we ask everybody, why Southern Miss? How did you get from where you're from to Hattiesburg, Mississippi? Yeah, so I actually, I'm from Houston, and um, at the time, Coach Dobson was there, and um, I was playing tournament ball with Miss Taylor Brown, um, her and I, and Brittany Lilly. Um, her, Taylor and I knew each other before. Brittany Lilly and I actually played against each other in high school. And so we were, um, Taylor and I were on the same team, and she started kind of getting recruited by Southern Miss first. And um, obviously in tournaments, if one is being watched, then obviously for the fate of it, I was seen as well and um, asked on a visit. And I really liked the aspect of um, just trying to get program underneath us and, um, you know, set some some goals and some things and be a part of something of, of change. And I don't know. I just like the, the idea of that building something. And um, Coach Dobson was great. Um, Coach Huff was there, Coach Inouye, um, just a great staff. And so through that visit, I met a lot of my really close friends now. Uh, Leslie is one of them. And, um, you know, just kind of sold on the town, sold on the place. And it's a tough place not to love. So True story. Lane looked confused. Sorry. <laughs> Lane forgot it was his turn. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my bad. Uh, boy, this is great. I was digging in my drawer right here next to me trying to get some, trying to get a notepad PG-13. to ask. PG-13. I was literally going to write a question and ask Chuck, do I have the next question or did you? And then Chuck just like stared at me blankly. So my bad. I'll get it together. Um, anyway. Uh, the next question we like to ask everybody, McKenzie, is what is your favorite Southern Miss moment? It can be from um, you playing or as a fan or both. Yeah, you know, that's that's tough. I was kind of thinking about that, um, you know, just a couple of the questions. And uh, going back and forth, there's lots of different ones. And, you know, it was kind of a cool moment to go back and look at some of those games. I think looking back and seeing some big-time moments and trying to remember what exactly happened. Um, you know, my first year was pretty rough. I think we were like 17 and 38. Um, we had like a 17 game losing streak and we ended up snapping it at home versus LSU. Uh, we played them. I think they were ranked 25th at the time. And it was the first time in I think a really long time we had beat a ranked opponent at home. Um, I forgot what the score was. I think it was like seven to nothing. I mean, the crowd was wild. It was, it was a lot of fun and, um, I remember, I think, the third at bat, I think Daniela Point came in and hit for me. Um, she actually got a big RBI. And I don't know, it was just a really cool team win. And so um, we had gone through a lot that season, I think, with just losing and new new things. And, uh, man, that was, a, that was a really cool moment. On the coaching side of it, you know, I, I think that there was, there was two that were pretty cool. Um, one I can remember, I think it was – the first one was South Alabama. Danny Block was throwing. Um, we beat them one to nothing. Um, she shut them out. And they were ranked, I think, 21. And that was actually the the second time or the first time since that LSU win that we beat a ranked opponent at home. And wow. I can remember just – I remember the crowd of that. I remember Danny Block just, just being like – she had ice in her veins that night. And um, the next one probably when I was coaching Ole Miss, I think we beat them two to one. I remember Rachel Johnson sliding in. 
and uh, taking the lead on that. I think Sammy Robles was throwing. Um, I don't know, just just things like that as far as games goes. Those are some some pretty big games, pretty big big moments that were fun, and you can remember those. So, so you mentioned the the, the losing streak y'all had. How did you um? How did y'all keep your spirits up during that time? Like, what was this? Is a follow up question. I did not prep her for, by the way. But <laughs> what did uh? I, I tend to do this, Mackenzie. So, what did y'all do? Like, how did y'all keep your spirits up? And says that's tough to come through that, yeah. especially knowing you're about to play in uh, a ranked LSU team. That's tough. How'd y'all get up for that game? You know, I think it was kind of one of those things where, and and you see it now. I, I I'm able to use it a lot now, going through tough times. But like, if you're suffering together, you're growing together. And I think in the moment, it was like the end of the world. I remember we we all came from teams that we weren't used to losing. Um, you know, we had talent on our team that, you know, they weren't used to losing and, um, you know, mentally can start to screw with you a little bit. But I think if you're suffering together, then you're growing together. And I think what we were able to do was show up and in a way that was different. And um, it was tough, but I think that that kind of helped us in some moments kind of get through that. And um, it is always hard losing. E- winning's easy, right? When you're winning, everything is gold. Mm-hmm. But um, I think we we bonded a lot. A lot of us grew together that year. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Matt, Matt, remind me what your major was. My major, my, uh, well, my bachelor's was in psychology and then I got my master's in sport management from Southern Miss. So, um, yeah, I, I try to remember that. I was trying to think about that the other day. That's, that was a long time ago. Um, long time ago, but not as long as myself and Lane, but it, but it's that's close. true. That's true. By the way, Lane, you know, I, I do better with the questions not prepared. So you're free to fire them off. Hey, hey, be careful you what you have say. You should have said that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our next question is, what are you doing now? Right now I'm in Durant, Oklahoma. I am the head softball coach at Southeastern Oklahoma State University. It is a division two program and it is amazing. I love it here. Um, I've been here. Well, this is going into my second season with them. Um, so close to Texas, close to home, um, about five hours from home and it's about 30 minutes from Texas in general, but Oklahoma is great. Um, and the people here are amazing. So I feel like Oklahoma and Texas being close to both, you have a pretty big pool of kids to try to pull from. I mean, obviously you're competing against Oklahoma and Texas and a bunch of other schools too, but I feel like that's a pretty, you know, pretty big pool of kids, not very far from you. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I I think that we we can go in our backyard about an hour and a half away either way and and find some kids. Um, You know, I also know that, you know, we we will go back to the area of Mississippi and uh, Louisiana and all that space. And we actually have um, one of our freshmen is from Brandon, Mississippi. So, um, you know, it's talent where you look for it, I guess. But definitely over here, it's easy to get an hour and a half down the road and you're living in the softball mecca, you know, so it's nice. Cool. Is it my turn, Lane? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Yep. That's what the post-it note <laughs> That's what the check. post-it says. All right, uh, Max, so you started every game in your junior and senior year, and a majority of the games started or played in your freshman and sophomore year. Um, what's the key to keeping your stamina as a catcher? And that comes from your good friend, Tim, a.k.a. Dirty Shanks? Um, I would say a lot of Tylenol, Advil, ibuprofen. Um, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I 
I don't remember that. Um, I don't remember feeling that probably until my senior year. Um, just a lot of ice, a lot of take, you know, taking care of your body. You know, we had a really good athletic training um, staff that took care of us. Ben Elliott was with us at the Shout time. Shout out, Ben. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he was awesome. So, you know, just having people to be aware and knowledgeable of that and lots of squats, lots of squats and uh, Tylenol. So um, my knees <laughs> will tell you about it now, though. If you if you were to <laughs> stand by me when I'm walking, they crack a little bit. So so you, you don't you don't catch with your pictures now? Oh, I do. I do. And I do regret you? it. Um, I usually regret it. The next day, um, I think it was about, I think the last time I tried to throw somebody out was last year and, uh, or maybe the year before I came up and your mind thinks a lot of things and your body doesn't agree. And I tried to throw somebody out and it, I felt like I freaking fired that thing down there and it was like a, like a water gun, just, yeah. uh, barely, barely getting there. So, um, but I do catch sometimes I like catching our pitchers cause I feel like it, it helps me see their, their movement and their spin and, um, Sometimes they end up on a bucket now, but most of the time yeah. my pride don't doesn't let me do that. So, have you hit thirty yet, Mac? Uh, yes, yes, I yeah, have. I, okay, that's when things I'm, started to go downhill. <laughs> downhill. Wait till you hit the four zero. So, I don't think I'll Lane, ever hit that. I'll stay in the Lane will be able forever. to tell you. You can stay in the thirties forever. <laughs> I'm not there yet, but I'm on the way. Mm. So, follow up question on that one too, there, Mac. Did uh. Did you feel like you ever had to like take? Did you feel like your production at the plate, like as a hitter, ever dropped because of how often you were? Like, did you feel like your legs were weak ever when you got up to the plate to hit? Like, did you feel like it drained you any? Um, you know, I'm sure there were some games where you know I think I don't know how many we had. I I, I think I remember having a 14 inning game twice back to back one time. I don't know. That's if brutal. I made that up in my mind. I think I think it was at home, and I have to go back and look. I, I remember being. Just physically, physically, I felt yeah heavy, but um, I don't think it. I, I like hitting more than I like catching, but uh, yeah. you know, so I was always kind of excited to get up there. Um, but sometimes going back into the squat position was a little like, oof, yeah. you know. I've heard, I've just heard stuff before about people saying like, this guy can play catcher too, but you don't want him to have a dip in production at the plate. I was just wondering if you ever felt that. As a player, yeah, so. you know, I wish I could find something to blame my dip in production for my freshman year, but uh, I don't. I don't think there's anything else much to blame except myself. So, <laughs> well, uh, my next question. This one really comes from uh, from knowing that pitchers and catchers have a special relationship. Like it's a little different than most other kids on a team have. Definitely. Um, you kind of, you know, you kind of reel each other back in. You kind of, you're the quarterback of the defense, and you kind of, you're kind, you're, you play the role of almost quarterback of the defense and counselor to your pitcher. And so, with that, following up on that, who was your favorite pitcher to catch? Yeah, you know that's that I that question is the one I've been dreading all day because um, I feel like it's a trap. Um, you know, I think all of them, all of them had different things that they taught me. Um, you know, my freshman year, Courtney, Beth, Gabby, you know, all of them were awake. I mean, they were older than me. And so, um, you know, they were able to kind of get into me a little bit and guide me in that way. Um, but also they were able to take, take that conversation. So as I was growing as a catcher, you know, I was able to communicate in different ways and figure out how to navigate that. And I, I'm thankful for that because it has helped me obviously as I've coached, um, 
you know, then you go on and the younger ones that I've caught, if it was Danny or uh, Caitlin Wilson, um, et cetera, et cetera, um, you know, Shelby, she was the same age, but, um, you know, all of those were a little bit different because then it's, it's a different conversation. And so I don't necessarily know if there's a favorite one. Um, I think it, I think I appreciate all of them for what they've helped me with. So I'll say that. Safe answer. Safe answer. How much uh, of freedom? So there were, there were a few coaching changes while you were here. Yeah. Uh, but how much, and I'm sure every coach was different, but how much freedom did you and the pitcher have of calling the game? Did did the pitching coach call the pitches or, or what? Yeah, you know, I think it was, um, you know, Coach Inouye was, was calling it my freshman year. Um uh, Kerr, Coach Coach Kerr called it. Um, she called it majority. I think probably up until my senior year. I, I think you know if there was some leniency with that, um, maybe the end of my junior or senior. Um, I think it was just kind of a, a trust thing at that point. Um, you know, I, I I definitely know if there was a, you know a question or if I maybe she saw something and I you know, would always look over there. But most of the time I think it was towards then that it was a trust thing and knowing your pitchers. Right. So, right. um, the more familiar you are and it changes the pace of the game. Um, just timing and, and getting it in getting it done. And, um, I think towards the end it was, it was that way. I dig it. Have you ever been part of a no hitter? You know, I was trying to think about that. I don't know. I know I've been a part of shutouts, but I couldn't remember if there was a no hitter. I'd have to go back and dig more about that. I feel like I would remember that. Uh-huh. It's also a lot of time in between. Um, but I do know that there was some shutouts uh, for sure, but I can't remember a no hitter. How much pride did you feel in those shutouts? Like, was there a lot of pride as a catcher? Like, I had a big role in this? Um, I mean, just mainly pride for the pitcher. You know, they're, they're dealing work. They're doing that. Um, you know, and then also your defense. You know, your defense. Yeah. We, at some points, we had some great defensive players that – would just make ridiculous plays and um you know as much as it is the pitcher right if you don't make those plays then there you go um you save some runs or whatever it is but those are probably always exciting um you know the bigger games are more fun but the small ones matter just the same so Mm -hmm. that's what i've always said (laughs) um uh, so i just got a (laughs) shut up lane I just got a text on a, a, for a question that I'm not going to ask you right now, but I want to go ahead and ask it so you can be thinking about it. Um, it's weird that you just brought up, you know, favorite pitchers and, and things like that. But they asked, um, fantasy softball team, if you could take a player from each position, so whatever year, you know, if you wanted you at catcher and Samantha Robles at uh, Robles at uh, pitcher and whoever. Chuck and outfield. I play slow pitch. Yeah, we do. We just, do. You should have seen McK- that McKenzie's felt important. McKenzie's on some uh, was on some uh, slow pitch teams of mine. Sure was. So, sure was. She was championship. So be thinking about that in the back of your head. I'm not going to ask you right now. Okay. But all positions. Okay. Uh, let me go back to the real Boy, question. That is a hard question. That's a hard that, one. That is a hard. Good question. luck to you. Right. Uh, how do you prepare mentally for being involved in every pitch? Because I feel like the pitcher and the catcher don't, I mean, like in the middle of a game, especially on defense, you know, if you're playing first, you can step off for a second or, you know, you can kind of 
take a mm-hmm. mental break for just a few seconds. But like pitchers and catchers, like they are involved in every single play. How do you prepare for that? You know, I think I was trying to. I don't know if you do. You know, I think it depends on the person. I know I think a lot. And so I think if I was in another position, I'd almost get bored. Um, like the, the pace of the game and what's going on and the way that I think, I feel like as a catcher, any catcher probably, is is going to be very analytical or thinking about two steps ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the same with the pitcher, where either they're not thinking about anything or they're thinking one pitch, what is this pitch? Um but for me, I think it, it almost helped because mentally I didn't really have to prepare for it. It was just kind of in the moment of how my brain was thinking, if that makes sense. Um, you, know, you know, I didn't, I see that today with some of our players where, you know, we move one from the outfield to the infield. And, um, you know, she's a phenomenal athlete. And you can tell it's just a different presence where, you know, you're in it shortstop all the time. You know, you, you know you're pretty much there. Um, and it's the same concept, I feel like, as catcher because you have to think all the time. Right, and uh, obviously playing softball, it's a superstitious sport. <laughs> so is baseball as a whole. You see a lot of superstitions come out in all sports, but I feel like it's more in softball and baseball than any other sports on the planet. So I have a question for you here. What were your superstitions? I think there was probably um – a certain amount of monsters involved. I'd get a specific color every day. Um, I think there was some candy that me and Leslie always had available, but probably, probably the crustiest superstition was my socks. Uh, if, if I was hitting or if I was, you know, tearing it up and we were winning, I'm not going to lie to you. I might not have washed my socks. Um, I just felt like if I was still in the moment, um, then it would just help me relive what I was doing. And sometimes I just had to live in the moment in those socks. I'm not judging, but were <laughs> they like, I am judging. Were they like crutchy when you took them off? Did you ever get to that point? If we were on like a two or three game winning streak or if oh, I was on a two or three game so hitting streak, <laughs> then I, I, I can't promise you that they weren't. But that means that there was something good going on. But you don't mess with it. It's only crazy if it doesn't work. That's true. Right. That's so, true. It's also crazy if your feet stink and you need to get I'm, rid of those I socks. I'm a little <laughs> We got the, uh, there you go. the, sound, the sound clip. A little stitious. like, who's talking? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, uh, I'm really glad you just brought that up, Matt, because one of the questions that uh, me and some of the diehard softball followers have been wanting to know for a good 10, 12 years. I'm glad Lane didn't ask this question because I wanted to. But let's go back to your junior year. Whose socks were they? If I knew whose socks they were, Chuck, I would have ended the mayhem when it happened. Um, but to this day, I still don't know. They were not mine. So now, now you got to tell Lane's question. He's like, what are y'all talking about? What is so going gotta on? Tell, you got to tell so the story. We, tell more. I don't know the story at all, <laughs> listeners. We, uh, we had practice one day and we had kind of got, I think we had gotten in trouble before for like leaving trash in the, in the locker room, you know, not, not people not picking up after themselves and somebody were like in the middle of practice and somebody had left their blue socks like regular socks like in the middle of the locker room floor or something and um the coaches came out and 
they said, all right, whose so- like whose socks are these? And everybody's kind of just sitting around waiting for somebody to be like, hey, like those are my socks. And they're like, whose socks are these? And we we're just like, y'all, for real, like whose socks are these? Just own up to it. <laughs> and they, I think then they were like, all right, well, we're going to do conditioning until somebody tells us whose socks. I mean, it got to the level of like, we had to do conditioning and somebody was like, I'll own up to, I think Caroline Walker was like, I'll freaking say that they're mine just so we can stop. And we were like, no, the coaches are like, no, you can't do that. They're not yours. And nobody ended up claiming them. And we ended up having to go every Sunday morning at 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. to pick up trash at the football stadium um, as a team punishment because nobody claimed the socks. Um, to which that story is better than I thought it was. I, like it's even go. better. That's the that's the shortened version of it. I don't know whose socks they were. Um, there's rumors of whose they were, but that's not fun or fair. So we'll just. I got you. Yeah, we won't we won't say the rumors. We'll we'll keep it as uh, the the. I'll myth, say the rumor the who did it. <laughs> the yeah. legend. If you are the sock person. Call oh, this number. It. It's Show time. yourself. It's time. We're gonna put it's you on time to hold up. You're not gonna have to run. It's time. Yeah, we're gonna put Just you on unsolved mysteries. Solve the mystery for us. That's the fantastic. Golden Eagle sock debacle. That would be a good. That's that right. would be a good debacle. episode. They're That's right. Dum, dum. <laughs> yep. There's a title for the episode. There you go. Like, pay right that, that uh, down. Such a a great level of petty. There. Like. As a person who is a coach, I, I totally get where they're coming from. Like, no, we're going to run until somebody – like, the level of pity is fantastic in that story. But I love how they made them clean up the the rock after football games at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning. That's my favorite yeah. part. They were so mad. The level of pity there is, <laughs> is, is really good. Well, you know, and, and, I, and I see – you know, like you said, as a coach now, though, it's like – I can understand the absolute frustration also being like, it is a pair of socks. Somebody just own up. <laughs> just say they're mine and let's go. <laughs> like, what is the deal? Like, why can't somebody just claim these? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember that, it was, we were like doing jumping jacks. Like, somebody please just <laughs> tell us. It was, it was, uh, yeah, that's a. The sock debacle. There you it go. Was, it was probably the coaches or like Ben's or somebody. Ben probably left before. it in there. It's funny. Poor Ben. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So my next question. What was your walkout song and why? Um, I had a wide variety. Um, I think my freshman year I had, um, oh, it was something like Earthquake, Family Force 5. That's what it was. Um and then I changed it halfway through because I thought that that would help me with hitting zero, um, going over. And I changed it to Bob Marley. Uh, that did not work, if you're wondering. But <laughs> my second year, it was Beastie Boys, Make Some Noise. Um, that was a pretty good one. And then I think my junior and senior year, it was Nightmare by Avenged Sevenfold. So um, I don't know. I just I like the vibe. I like the It's a pretty the, eclectic. Yeah. You know the intense, intense uh, walkout on that. So I'll play it for my girls now, and they're like, "I don't know, Coach Mac. I don't, I don't know about that." But I'm like, hey, I rocked it one day. I rocked it right. one time. Oh, Mac. <laughs> uh, so okay. Um, uh, 
Let me let you take this next question. I'll do one down because it's a joke. Who was your favorite fan other than me, of course? You you were, I mean, you were there. I was going to ask that, Chuck. Maybe I was her favorite fan. <laughs> she didn't even know your last name. You still don't know your first name. It says your name. The, the fans are hard because my parents, I mean, they were there majority of the right. game. So mm-hmm. I was very fortunate. Um, for them to be there, it meant a lot to me. My mom and I always send pictures back and forth. I mean, they were they were really supportive. And so um, the next one, you know, probably would be the the kids that we had at, like, the youth camps that would come out. And those pictures pop up from time to time. And it's actually funny because a few of them I passed through on the recruiting process as I'm coaching. Um, wow. And so that's been kind of special, uh, you know, just to kind of see them and, and where they've played and when they're done and, um, that always just meant a lot because it was fun to have that support. I mean, we had a lot of rough seasons, but those kids didn't know any better, and they were just out there because they love softball and they love watching us. And um, you know, that was pretty pretty cool. But y'all were y'all were pretty stout. I appreciated y'all out there all the time. And you know, Leslie when she graduated, she was at every single game. And um, you know, that was that was big because obviously we're really close. So um, yeah, were you still were you still playing when Leslie's truck got stuck in the parking lot out there, and me and Jordan and Dirty had to push it out? Yes. Or yes. were you coaching? No, I think I was. I think I was in the. Oh no no no! I no, that was my senior year, I think. Yeah, I think it was your senior year. Yeah, and we were covered head to toe in mud. in mud. Leslie wasn't. Yes. Just me, Jordan, and Dirty. Yeah. I think I got. I think I got mud. Yeah. I yeah, that, I think Hattie, you got a little mud. Was Hattie there? I feel like yes, because we rode the back of uh, her truck to, to somewhere to try to clean off. Yeah, I'll actually have to send you the picture because that pops up from time to time. I was wondering what yes. that was from. Hattie's covered in mud. I'm covered in mud, and we're in the parking lot at Southern Mass. Yep. That's it. That's it. There you go. That's funny. All right. So would you rather be a part of a no-hitter or hit a walk-off home run? Hmm. That's tough. Um, I think the no hitter is harder. I think the no hitter is harder, so I think I, I would I would go there. Um, just because it's a it's a body of seven innings or whatever versus one swing, so I think that would be pretty cool. For sure, <laughs> Lane. I'm gonna punch him. Uh, so tell us what, so, you know, you, you were a softball player, obviously, and then you went to become a graduate assistant and then you went on to assistant coach and now you're a, a head coach for a team. Tell us what you mm-hmm. look for in a softball player now. Um, you know, it, it sounds super cliche, but you know, I, I attitude and effort, um, you know, we go watch at first and. Um, it's so hard now with the tournament ball or whatever it is where it's not really competitive. You know, they're they're playing, and it's not no fault to, to them. It's just they're playing for exposure, um, you know, and so when we can watch a kid that's competing, um, you know, and that's obviously seen through attitude and effort, I think. Uh, you know, they, they hate to lose more than they like to win kind of thing, but the bigger mm-hmm. thing is being able to have a relationship and communicate with them. I think that we're trying to build a program, and so that involves culture, and you got to – not no nobody's perfect i'm not perfect but you know you got to be able to learn them and communicate with them and see how they are with their parents and their family and their friends um social media is big now you know we'll go look on tiktok we'll go look on twitter um 
even Facebook now, it's like, what are, what are their parents saying? How are their parents reacting to things? And, um, because you're recruiting them to be part of the brand and, mm-hmm. um, not just a brand for the program, but a brand for themselves. How are they, how are they representing themselves? And so, um, it's a lot of stuff that goes into it, but you know, the competitive side of it is one thing. And then the emotional and relational, relational side of it is the other. And so, um, <laughs> you know. That's really good info, Lane. I hope you got all of that, man. Since you're uh... so, Mac uh, Lane. Lane hasn't mentioned this yet, which absolutely shocks me. Lane is an offensive coordinator for Taylorsville football, so he knows football in and out. Okay, but now <laughs> he's the assistant coach for the softball team at uh-huh. Taylorsville. Oh, well, congratulations! <laughs> Thanks. And he has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> I'm doing my absolute best, Chuck. You my are. My YouTube you are. search history is full of softball stuff right now. Find some, so, some questionable things on that YouTube softball search. Yeah. yeah so, all kinds yeah. of stuff. Give Lane some encouragement. There's a lot of ways to hit a softball. So, nah. <laughs> it's new. It's different. If you could, if you could dodge a wrench, you could dodge a ball. Same It's same. different. Yeah. It's uh, I'll say this. It's actually fun though. Like I'm having fun coaching them. Like, it's a fun sport, and the girls we have are great. As far as, like they're great people, so it's actually fun. I enjoy it. Good. But all right, I think I'm still on track here. I just had to sprint through my house to find a computer charger. So, uh. <laughs> If this question's already been asked, my bad. What's it like going from a player at Southern Miss to a yeah, GA? I, I, I just asked that one. Did you really? Yeah. What's it like being a head coach? Wait, did you ask the player to to GA, or did you ask the? Co- I thought you asked the coach question. Okay, well then We're go ahead and ask Lane. We're losing it. We're both losing it. Go, Lane. Ask it. Which one? The, the GA question. Okay, what's it like going from a player at Southern Miss to a GA, then to an assistant coach? What was it like going through that journey? Um, it was really challenging. Um, Chuck was there for the whole thing. It was, it was just emotionally, it was tough. I mean, it, but now you know that kind of helps conversations as we're trying to hire, uh, you know, the same age range that are going to coach the same age range, and um, you know, Coach Hogue was amazing and i am so thankful for my time with her um you know she took a chance on me and i i was just like a kid in a candy shop i had no i mean i had literally was like i'm i'm coaching softball right now i'm making money like i i that's all that i really thought and then i was like wait a second you know i just played with these people um who am i gonna hang out with like it was (laughs) it was kind of a it was a challenging time um for me and uh, you know, I think it helped me grow a lot in the ways of, of how I am now. And so um, it's a tough spot to be in. But luckily she was there and I had Leslie in them. So, uh, uh, um, And Chuck, I said you were there through it all. You. I know, I know. but still. You were staple. You were staple. That, oh, that was sweet, Mac. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, going off of that, do you think knowing what you uh, you know now on the coaching level – that you would have been a different player had you known. Yeah, I, I think it a hundred percent. I think it's it's just one of those things where I, don't, I mean I wouldn't change it. I, I'm a better coach because of how I played, and so mm. um, 
you know, if I could go back, I say that all the time, like, I wish I could go back. And so it just kind of helps those conversations now. Like, hey, I'm not just saying stuff like this is this is how it is. And this is what I wish I would have changed. And I could have been better if I would have thought this way or if I would have done this. And, um, you know, mine, mine was more of the the mental side of it. I think I wish I would have um, taken a better better look at or better taking a better job of um but you know like i said it it made me a better coach and so um at least one side of it was benefited when i started coaching i realized my coaches weren't as crazy as i thought they were <laughs> yeah yeah you know, like i get why they lost their gasket on it like i would have too you know like if i had done you know like it just started making sense so <laughs> Uh, all right, Chuck. Yo, we have one more question left here. I want to fire off some rapid fire questions, like we did for the Jake Sandlin episode. Do so it. I'm going to run through the rapid fire segment because the last question really is a good one to end on. I think, and I'm going to let you ask that one. So, okay. Mackenzie, you ready for some rapid fire questions here? I guess we'll see. All right, just. First thing that comes to your mind here, okay? If it's bad, we'll tell Pate to cut it. So first answer that comes to your mind on these kind of silly, goofy questions here. Number one, what was the hardest pitch to catch? Mm, Probably a drop ball. Okay. What other sport would you play? If you could play any other sport, what would it be? Basketball. In softball, what other position would you play if you could pick any? If I was good at it, I wish I could play shortstop or second base. Okay. Who is your favorite pro team? Can be any sport. Favorite professional team? Astros. All right. You like the beat and trash cans, huh? <laughs> hey, win- hey winners, can- winners compete, losers complain. That's what I'm saying. That's right. That's right. If you ain't cheating, you ain't tried. So <laughs> I'm joking. Uh that was funny. I had to take a jab. Uh, if you had a million dollars, what would you do? First uh, thing you'd do. Honestly, I would probably, this is, I would give some to my parents, but I would also then probably go buy a dog. A big dog That's house. Sweet. That's sweet. Lots of puppies. There you go. Favorite food? Mmm, just steak potatoes kind of person. All right. Me too. What is your favorite cereal? This is a big one. It's getting to the heart of a person. Favorite cereal probably is going to have to be Fruity Pebbles. Oh, that's different. It's a good she's answer. Bam Bam. All right. Yeah. Favorite, favorite movie genre. Favorite type of movie. Comedy. Good. Last one here. What is your dream vacation? Dream vacation. Probably... Going back to Leslie and I took a trip to Greece and that was absolutely gorgeous. So going back when I'm older and taking the time to actually be there would be nice. I'm very impressed with your with your like preparedness here. That's fantastic. Chuck, you're up on the last and probably my favorite question of the night. Go ahead, Chuck. Well, Lane, I don't know if you forgot, but we've got to get her fantasy team. Game game seven of the women's college world series. Who do you want on the field, Mac? Uh, that's that's. Come on, it'll be fun. Okay. Nobody's would... gonna take it to heart. This is harder than what I asked, wasn't it? This is this is a, this is too hard. I got I got to think about this. I, this is I have to prepare for. 
Okay, who would your DH be? I'll be the DH. Okay, okay, that's fair. What about your right fielder? I mean, is it people I played with? Yeah, people from Southern Miss that you played with. All-star team. Any year. I don't know. This is hard. You're put, This is making me sweat now. This is making me sweat. Okay. I'll give you the response and you can post it somewhere. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. We'll give you yeah. to tomorrow to answer it, and then we'll put it on the social medias. You got it. I'll have it to you tonight. I got to think about it, but I'll have okay. it to you tonight. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, so I do have – I got this uh, just a little bit ago also. Um, so, Lane, there is actually two more – questions so do you want to do this one and i do the secret one or do you want me to do both i don't know about the secret one so let me do this one okay go. all right you had a lot of fun times off the field you made a lot of good friends are you still in touch with your teammates and then what was your favorite off the field memory so are you still in touch with any teammates and what was your favorite off field memory yeah, so I, I'm still in touch with, with a few of them. Um, you know, we'll check in every now and then, probably not as much as we should. Um, you know, Daniela Point, talk to Brittany Danelle, uh, Chanel, check in every now and then, Megan Hill. Um, I think Brittany Lilly I talked to you a little while ago. Courtney Ramis and I will go um, a few, you know, couple days talking, and then it's just everybody's busy, and then you catch up, and it's great, and you're like, why don't we do this more often? Leslie, obviously, Taylor Brown. Um I mean, really, you know, I think we should have a reunion. I got a text about an alumni game the other day, but it's in the middle of the season, mm-hmm. so that's unfortunate. Um, Megan Hill, but we didn't play together. I think I, I said her, Kristen Pilgrim, KP. Um, I haven't talked to her in a while, but, you know, it's just it's it's sad because you wish that you could just get everybody in the same room together for, you know, a week, um, you know, and, and have that have that time back. But time off the field, um I don't know. There's a few that come to mind. Uh, some that happened during the, the blue sock debacle. Um, some that were, we had one ROTC time where we went and actually did like team bonding. And then afterwards we had more team bonding. Um, and that was, that was fun. Um, we had some fun Halloween times. Um, I don't know. We had, we had um, backwards wiffle ball a lot of the times in KP's front yard uh, we would do that Sunday fun day kind of stuff where we weren't playing and uh, a bunch of us would go over there. So a lot of things that were, were good times. Chuck and I actually went to a Taylor Swift concert together. So true story. That is yeah. in the top, top things that I've done. Um, VIPs at the Taylor Swift. Yes. Yeah. Those pictures pop up every now and then. So right. um, a lot of time keg and barrel was a lot of fun. Um, uh-huh. I don't know if, what was that place? Um, that, that that was new that they put right by Lady Luck Tattoo that Marlins yeah Marlins is it still there I don't know it's there but it's not Marlins anymore I don't know what it is yeah now. you know so um, Ropers that was there <laughs> uh, I don't know just a lot of fun stuff but it would be cool to that's get the, together that's the first place I bet Shelby was at Ropers really <laughs> yeah yeah good it's Shelby oh Shelby. Well, okay. Um, I'm. I will end it with this, Mac. Um, so I, I reached out to an old friend of yours, and um, they, they sent me these two things. And I'm just going to read what she said first, and then I'll ask the question at the end. Okay. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, let me let me let me figure out where to shoot. She sent a whole paragraph. Uh, the thing that always stood out to me about Mac was not her knowledge of and skill in the game. It wasn't her tremendous work ethic or her evident intellect. Not the golden cheese wagon or sweats always covered in Hattie and Cooper's dog hair. But it was the ability to genuinely love others. Man, I miss her. My kids adored her, and I think the feeling may have been mutual. Mackenzie Cher is a winner. Always has been. Always will be. And that is from Miss the legendary Coach Wendy Hogue. And she said to ask you about a recruiting trip that landed you on the Golden Bear Drive-In in Robertsdale, Alabama. <laughs> oh, first of all, Coach Hogue is the legend. Um, I will I will be forever grateful for my time with her. She taught me a lot. I still text her now. I literally texted her last year. I was going through some stuff and just you know, doubting myself. And she's always one of the first ones that I will text because I know she's going to speak truth and love, um, regardless if you want to hear it or not. And, Mm -hmm. um, I, a lot of what I do is because of her. So I, I miss her a lot. Um, golden bear drive. Uh, that was a scary moment. I, I'm not sure that both of us, uh, were prepared to survive that day, but, um, we did, and there were some things that were seen and some questionable decisions I feel like we made um, to be in that position, but um, it, it was a moment that I, for, I forgot about that. That We're here, though. We are here. <laughs> there you go. Well, you're alive. That's all that matters. Oh, man. Oh, yes. Her and I have some, some, good, uh, some good laughs. We'll, we'll just send each other a small small things and uh it usually is ending in a lot of laughing emojis so she's awesome that's she is great she is great we had her all not too long ago too probably a year year and a half yeah 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 Yeah, that one that one she listened to no i listened to chanel too i listened to chanel and (laughs) samantha pap that's good yeah. Papple. All I got right. You. We're good. We're good. I know you did. Got a regular everyday eagle on the show. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, Matt. Well, uh, thank you so much for coming on. We wish you all the best up in Oklahoma. And I'm still going to come watch a game. Um, maybe Lane will ride up with me and get Peyton Lane to take a road trip with you me. Come on. We'll come watch come hang out in Durant. We got, we got a lot for of things sure. going on, and I'll take care of y'all. Maybe all you right. can coach yeah. me up on coaching softball. That'd be good. Yeah. You, anytime need some help. you need anything, you let me know. I'll help you out. Well, Appreciate it. Lane might be texting you. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'll be text careful you what with, you ask uh, for. I'm just going to say. Gonna say uh, <laughs> I, uh, we talked to Jesse. Uh, uh, Kennedy. What is her last name now? You know She's who I'm talking Petal. about? Played at William Carey. She's at Pedal. Coaches with Shelly. Yes. Yes. Anyway, we 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 called her and uh, mm-hmm. she kind of gave Lane some pointers. So I'll text you what she her quote to Lane. Um, it's really funny. It's really it was really good, I, but you can't say it. You can't say it on the air. <laughs> yeah, a good yeah, time yeah. was had by all. Yeah. We Facetimed all right. her one night. Me and Chuck were at a we bonfire. Did. Good yeah. time. <laughs> That's when you get the best advice. That's it right. Was, it was the best advice. It really was. It was. And I, I used what she taught me, and it worked. So good stuff. Oh, gosh. So. All right. Well, we're going to jump off, but uh, we will catch you all next time. Thank you so much, Mac. Thank McKenzie, you, Lane. Thank, thank you, you for your time. Thank you all so much for having me. Thanks, Pate, for making it sound and look good. And until next time, Southern Miss. Cheers.
to the top. Thank you for checking out the Everyday Eagles podcast, the podcast for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Be sure to subscribe and follow our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And don't forget to leave us a rating and share this podcast with a fellow Golden Eagle. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Everyday Eagles Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Everyday underscore Eagles. To learn more about the podcast or to inquire about being a guest on the show, visit our website at edepodcast.com. Thanks again for joining us today. We will catch you next time on the Everyday Eagles Podcast. And as always, Southern Miss to the top.